You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Minor Talk is live. We are presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Big shout out to the Oscar Arieta Agency for being the title sponsor of Minor Talk for another season. Hey, if you're looking for a new uh, home insurance or a new auto insurance policy, or you're looking to save and bundle both, trust the local experts at the Oscar Arieta Agency. You know, when you work with a big um, insurance agency, sometimes you're not able to talk to the agent. There's always a weird back and forth. Not with the Oscar Arieta Agency. They keep it local, they keep it simple, and they make sure that you are saving money and that your family is protected with the right coverage for you. you. Contact the Oscar Arieta Agency at 915-400-6000 for your home, auto, and even your life insurance. Uh, That is the Oscar Arieta Agency. Well... UTEP gets their first road win of the season, and I didn't think it would happen tonight. Um, I thought this was their best opportunity. I thought they would drop these last two road games to Jacksonville State and to Liberty, uh, but you now see what happens when the Miners put together a real complete game, and I love the fact that this team had so much resiliency. You heard from head coach Joe Golding post game just talk about how proud he is of the resiliency of this team. I, you know, as far as um, making a run and uh, you know, having success in the CUSA tournament, I still need to see more from this team in order to actually believe that. But as far as a comeback story, as far as just winning on the road, you know, I mean, this was a, a good story right here for the Miners to try to paint. And uh, I loved absolutely love the performance by Otis Frazier third. I mean, he just reminds you every single game why you can't take him for granted on both sides. Uh, best two-way player right now for the Miners, knowing that Tay Hardy is uh, ha- has a shoulder injury, and you can kind of see it in these games and how he's kind of being a little bit more passive uh, you know, in these stretches. Whereas Otis Frazier third is gunning for it. He is going for it every single time, uh, and 24 points, 7 steals, 4 re- Rebounds, two assists, two blocks in uh, 33 minutes of action. Just a spectacular play uh, from one of their veterans and on this team. I love the performance from David Terrell Jr. 11 points all in the second half. He did have four fouls, but 28 minutes off the bench from David Terrell Jr. Their shining freshman, Derek Hamilton. He had uh, he was puking all day, according to Joe Golding. He had to get an IV post game, just telling you how sick he really was. Was, but he plays 10 minutes off the bench and scores 12 points on 6 for 6 shooting. The Miners were destined to win this game, and I know a lot of our listeners out there were holding their breath on, on those final couple minutes. They were really concerned if UTEP would actually hang on. I had a lot of people text me, when is UTEP going to blow it? When is UTEP going to relinquish the lead? And they didn't. A uh, couple key plays down the stretch. I love the steal and score by Otis Frazier third that really sealed the game from them. Thought Zid Powell was huge for them down the stretch for some defensive plays. Uh, Tay Hardy, he made a late uh, game bucket that was really important for this team despite, you know, he had 11 points in this one. That's not a bad game from Tay Hardy. He's still playing his heart out and, and really uh, laying it all out, out there uh, for this team right here. And uh, Zid Powell finds a way to get to 11 points in this matchup. So, 
it felt like despite some of the errors that they had late in the game, despite the adversity that they faced throughout this game, and despite losing four straight and having really no confidence whatsoever going into this one, at least on paper, they showed the confidence to close this one out, Sal. And for that, you got to commend this team right now on the road. I'm not calling it a season-saving victory right here for this team, but at least this is uh, a step in the right direction, confidence booster, and finally getting over the hump and snapping that four-game losing streak. Yeah, and it, and it starts with um, with them forcing turnovers. That, and they do that just about every game. They're going to force those turnovers. But they cashed in on, on those trips to the line, and they were able to score in transition more times than not when they needed to. In the, in the final, what, five minutes or so, there was, a, uh, there was a chance for Jacksonville State to cut it within one or two. I can't remember what the deficit was at the point, but they had a wide-open transition three. It didn't go through Miners' uh, get some points on the other end. I believe it was off of some free throws, but things like that, right? Hey, the other team has a chance to to take advantage of an opportunity. They don't. So what are you going to do next? They were able to answer the bell, and I think that's really where it hit today, them being able to to not get in as many droughts as before. I think they had one with, uh, you know, two, three minutes or so. Um, that's how long it was, but that that goes to show that they're doing things they weren't doing in some of those other games to come out on top tonight. Yeah, the at mi- least tonight. No, no, no. You're exactly right. The Miners were up by as much as seven points with nine thirty to go, fifty six forty nine. Then uh, Jacksonville State cut it to just a three point deficit, fifty eight fifty five, with eight to go in the uh, second half. Uh, then the Miners were able to separate themselves a little bit more, sixty four fifty seven at the five fifty one mark after Zid Powell made a couple free throws and that was off a fast break turnover uh, from Jacksonville State and what they were able to do. Miners actually built that seven point lead to eight points after a made layup from David Terrell Jr. And at that point, the 427 mark, I thought there's no way UTEP can collapse in this one. There's no way they lose. And they almost you know what? Uh, Jacksonville State cut it to as much as four points or as little as four points uh, down the final couple minutes. Then it was three points after they made a pair of free throws and uh, it was a little ticky-tack foul on Zid Powell. And that was at the, uh, I, I believe this was at the one-minute mark. Yeah. So then Tay Hardy makes that clutch layup I just talked about. They actually forced another turnover. That was the steal from Otis Frazier III. He makes the layup on the transition, and that's the game right there, 72-65. There's no way they're coming back from that one right there. And I was just you know really, really happy uh, for this team, the way that they closed it out. Now, you can make an argument they haven't really closed out a game like that all season long, yeah. especially knowing what uh, was at, you know, I guess what was at hand. This team is a bad road team, yet they were able to rise to the occasion, forget the pass, and just win this one. Yeah, they were able to to cash in tonight, and I think that's huge. that under eight has been kind of the make or break point of the game for the Miners and let's be real it's been more break than it has been making tonight them being in that similar position you know puncher's chance to win this time they were actually up but um, able to close out like you mentioned and um, they took you know good care of the ball when they needed to for a good part of the game and um, they were efficient in transition for a good part of the game silly turnovers we're, we're not going to say that there weren't sure. but um, you could see that that the intent was there just got to polish some things up to pay to play cleaner if we want to get technical but no they they were able to um, to take advantage tonight and that's what they got to do because they're going to have these chances it could be a complete 180 if they're able to uh, to take advantage of these types of situations yeah no doubt Sal hey our telephone 
phone number, 915-505-6009. We'll open up the phone lines early if you want to react to this road win. Does it mean anything to you? What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, give it our, Send it our way, 600 ESPN El Paso, or give us a call, 915-505-6009. We've also put up a minor talk poll, a rare minor talk poll. I love it. Uh, we are torn right now. You know, Sal, I think this is a two-man race, and I'm glad that the voters agree. Yes. Um, we are asking right now, who should be our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game? Our, our Timothy Cantrell player of the game is going to be Otis Frazier III. We'll, we'll just uh, spoil it right now. Oh, we'll, man. We'll talk, no about, it later. We'll oh. talk about it later. <laughs> but uh, for the hot hand of the game, I'm torn between Derek Hamilton, his 6-for-6 six six start, uh, despite puking all day, according to Joe Golding, and despite having to go to an IV drip to close out this one as it ended. Uh, Derek Hamilton right now, or David Terrell Jr., who had 11 points in the second half alone, and was just fantastic through the final stretch. Sal, you and I are really torn on this one right here. We threw it up to our listeners. We also include Tay Hardy, who had 11, and Zid Powell, who had 11. We included them in this vote as well, but our voters are very educated voters uh, on this. They have, uh, str- uh, they have actually voted right now. We've got about 25 votes in Derek Hamilton is about 47 48% of the votes and David Terrell Jr 35% of the votes both Tay and Zid only have 8% of the votes meaning they probably only have one each Uh, our voters right now are making it a two-man race Derek Hamilton versus David Terrell Jr for hot hand of the game and and let's see what the uh, what the trend is you know towards the end of the show I think um, I think it's right as of now in terms of the two guys who are leading the uh, the way it's hard to choose anybody other than than um, Terrell or Hamilton. So we'll see where we're at, but it's, it's kind of on par with, with what I expected because we talked about this before the end of the uh, the postgame show, um, and, it, and it took longer than, than two segments of the UTEP basketball uh, postgame show. So right. it, it was hard. We were like, you know what, let's just, for the first time in, Maybe ever. Yeah, we're, we're I think leave first time ever. Guys, but it's a, it's a good topic, you know, worth discussing. Yeah, definitely. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and X. Want to mention a couple stats that I found real interesting today. Derek Hamilton and what he's been able to do. This season alone, field goal percentage this season, he is 36 for 51. Just over 70% from the field shooting. He only averages 6.4 minutes per game, which, you know, I mean, despite these past couple games where he's, he's actually seen on-court success, um, the word is he didn't do enough at practice to warrant any playing time earlier this year. And how true that is or how valid you want to make that, I mean, that's up to you. But, I, I mean, that's at least what we're hearing right now, and that's at least what I believe here. As far as the per uh, 40 and the per 100 possessions, this stat right here is staggering to me. Get this, Sal. Um, As far as being an efficient scorer, we all know it. Derek Hamilton steps into the game and he makes winning plays. He makes offensive plays that you're like, man, he's just he knows how to get uh, the ball in the bucket. He right now is averaging 26 points per 40 minutes. That means every time he's on the floor or if they did it on a 40 minute sample scale, he's scoring almost uh, 26 points per 40 
40 minutes. Now, on his per 100 possessions, so this does a big pie chart and it says, all right, how many uh, possessions, how many uh, points can you score over 100 possessions? He is scoring 36 points over uh, one, per 100 possessions. That says a lot about his offensive efficiency, Sal. And Derek Hamilton, I mean, these numbers right here are pretty eye-popping eye here, and I'm curious to see how he closes out his season because he's been a valuable off-the-bench piece for this basketball team. Yeah, and a big momentum starter and a big momentum keeper for the Miners. He he has some uh, some good highlight plays as well, g- some good hard effort plays, and that's what you want to see, especially at this point in the season where each possession is more valuable, uh, valuable. but I mean, he's, um, he's fitting the floor nicely and reading the room properly too when he's out there uh, more times than not. So you look forward to seeing what else he can do. It's just, on the other hand, what is it that's going to happen in the game for him to not be in there? Yeah, good point. You good know? point. So. Yeah, and most of that stuff we don't even see, right? Exactly, so yeah. It's, it's real interesting. Hey, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Let's go to Twitter and X, and let's start reacting to some of the posts coming in. Uh, I know the UTEP women's basketball team, they're in action right now. We'll keep people updated with scoring updates as this one continues. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are out at the Haskins right now watching this basketball team, seeing if they can beat out Jack. Jacksonville State at home uh, and get another victory with Keith Adams and company. Um, going to Twitter and X, Manny David gets us started at Garcia underscore 25. They finally got a road win and out of the way. Fingers crossed for another win at Liberty, but I won't hold my breath. Miners probably not going to win at the Conference USA tournament, but hopefully they can put a good showing and play a spoiler role. Hashtag Miner Talk. Um, this is coming in from E. Garcia. I know at times my tweet aren't very positive. I'm happy they finally won on the road. Good job. End of the season. End the season strong. I just want to see this team be successful. Hashtag minor talk. This is coming in from. Uh this is coming in right here from Jacob Matthew. Thank you for the broadcaster curse today. And yeah, exactly. I said the Miners have lost four straight. They dropped five of their last six, not to mention they lost all nine road games this season. Uh, I reverse jinx them, Sal, so good stuff there. Nice. I don't see them beating Liberty on Saturday, do you? Uh, from from what I've seen lately, no. However, how's uh, how's Liberty been lately? Um, they haven't been great as of late. But I Let's will say see. this: Liberty uh, came into El, El Paso and beat out the Miners. Liberty's yep, dropped back to back. But prior to losing back to back, they had won three straight, and they're going to win tonight against New Mexico State. Just count that as a dub for this Liberty team. In fact, Liberty should probably win out. They play uh, New Mexico State tonight, UTEP Saturday, then Middle uh, Tennessee next Tuesday and they close out the season at home against Western Kentucky. They should win out. They should actually win out mm, and uh, and wow. probably secure like a four or five seed, you know, when the season's all wrapped up. I, I can see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but I think they got to drop it to uh, to Western. I think Western's going to get the best of them. That'll that be one. an interesting game. I, I'm curious to see how that one uh, shakes out when it's all said and done. Uh, back to Twitter or X. Uh, King Eric is joining the show. He said, finally getting a road win before the Conference USA tournament is huge. Otis seemed to be coming around on the defensive side. I mean, seven steals? Wow. Also, Big Derek most definitely deserves more playing time over Kevin. Kevin Kalu, just my opinion. 
shrugging it off there for uh, King Eric. What do you think about that, Sal? More playing time uh, for Derek Hamilton over Kevin Callu, or do yes. you find their playing uh, playing like type and style to- uh, totally different to where you might need both of them? I, I think the. Um the results on the possessions when they're out there kind of shows the story. Uh, you see Kalu come in quick foul <laughs> off of an inbound. So it, it's tough, man, it, it, especially when I had so much stock in Kalu early on. But just off of what we've seen recently, let's just say the last two, three weeks, we don't even got to go all year because it's been a bad year in general. Um, who, who are you taking? You, you got to ride the hot hand. Yeah, you got to ride the hot hand. And I just, I mean, look, I've been out on Kalu probably all, all season long. I, I I've been on this, and the zero points, two rebounds, four fouls in 11 minutes for Kevin Callu today. Come on, man. What are, what are you getting yeah. at that position? I, I'm just I'm disappointed there. The, I, I don't really think there's much to say. As far as Calvin Solomon, we've been monitoring his minutes as of late. Uh, he played in crunch time for the Miners in this one. Two points, four rebounds. Uh, he totaled 12 minutes off the bench. He had three or two turnovers, and he also had uh, three fouls. So I don't like those things right there, but I did like the defense he played. He didn't have a steal, didn't have a block or anything like that, but he was just kind of all over the place defensively. Um, and I did like what he brought to them in terms of energy at that position. They didn't get much from Jonathan Dos Anjos today. Uh, he was struggling in this one. He couldn't make a bucket. He attempted two three-pointers and played eight minutes off the bench. Didn't get much from Corey Camper Jr. either. They He had a turnover. He had one rebound, no points, no shot attempts in 11 minutes of action. Corey Camper Jr. is interesting, Sal, because sometimes you'll forget that he's on the floor and uh, surprise you in a positive way. And I like his defense at times. I think he can really space uh, or really can show what he could do defensively because of his size and what what his length really provides physically. But at times recently, Corey Camper Jr. has kind of fallen off a little bit. You forget he's in there during stretches of the game. And in this one, he was just a non-factor. I want him to be more proactive in games, yes. aggressive offensively to try to take some shots and create his own opportunities. And I also want to see him uh, continue to be a smarter defensive player because they really need him on the defensive side of the ball. He's he's valuable at that side. I think for, for UTEP, what will help him be a bit more effective and get Camper in the mix as well is – Make it a priority for him to be one of the guys who crashed the glass. You're already yeah, getting like out that. rebounded by a by a significant amount, uh, you know, more nights than not. So have somebody who's going to go out there and he gets highlight type rebounds. That's what I like, and he's able to push the break. So get him get him involved in the mix that way. If he's not going to be out there chucking up, you know, four to six shots a game, uh, like we kind of want, so to speak, um, you know, get him in the mix some other way. So make him make him effective if he's not going to have the ball, you know, as a focal point of the offense. UTEP Minero. Long time no talk. He uh, tweeted into the program, it's a team effort. The entire team should be player of the game. <laughs> uh, David Corral Jr. Well, at least they got the monkey off their backs in winning a road game. Uh, pick my axe 915. UTEP wins on the road. Did hell freeze over? Finally. But at this point, it's irrelevant. Season is buttoning up. Don't trust them to be consistent in Huntsville. Now let's get the word out. Sell out the spring game. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, there's no there's no ticket price there for that spring game right there. So um, you, would you say just pack the Sun Bowl for the spring? game 
April 20th, uh, UTEP football, spring ball right around the corner, right after spring break, by the way. So, yeah, I think I like the momentum. I like the uh, traction there, Sal. I like, but I, I think the message needs to be pack the Sun Bowl instead of sell out the Sun Bowl. Yeah, it has to be pack the Sun Bowl. Definitely. All the way. I'm all in on packing the bowl. Uh, Pinky checks in on the show. Miners win on the road. Any dub is a good dub, especially on the road. Hashtag Miner Talk. Oh, man. This, that's awesome. And then he throws uh, a little gif in there as well. E. Garcia. Oh, actually, I read this one earlier, but let's, let's read some others that I did not. Uh, this one's coming in from Striders FTW. I hope that Tyrese Knight gets drafted by a good team. What do you think about Tyrese Knight showing up for NFL Man, Combine? I, I love it because the, there's a lot of film that you can watch off of Knight and, and walk away impressed. And I think John answered this question the best when you guys asked about him in the, um, you know, right before he went on for his broadcast. Right. He said he's a playmaker, and that's what you're going to get. Um, you know, if he's going to be out there on the field, you know, I understand it's the next level. Give this guy a chance, though, man. He's going to make a fan base pretty, pretty proud and pretty happy. I, I'm looking forward to seeing some some big plays from Knight. And if Dan Campbell, hey Dan Campbell, look, <laughs> this guy's hungry. He needs some kneecaps. Are, are you going to be upset if uh, he's a Dallas Cowboy? N- I don't know, man. <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this, but. My biggest rival has one of my favorite UTEP players ever. So okay, yeah. I like it. I, I like that. And I, Positivity. I can't, I can't get that that type of um, enjoyment watching him succeed, especially when it's been against Detroit this whole time. So okay. it, I, I can't get an Aaron Jones thirty three Packers jersey. You that, know why? Yeah, I know I'll get why. a twenty nine Aaron Jones UTEP jersey though. There you go. They should have those in the bookstore all the time and give some proceeds to the A and A All the Way Foundation. Uh, Travis Allen Fortune. He's been great on social media, by the way. Uh, UTEP looks like a a completely different team when Otis Frazier is the best player on the floor. For the Miners to make a run in the conference tournament, he needs to lead them in field goal attempts. At 600 ESPN El Paso, hashtag minor talk. I don't know about that stat necessarily, like field goal attempts. He had 15 attempts today, Sal, and just shooting over um, 50% from the field, 8 for 15. I don't really think that's the case. I think if Otis Frazier third, if you just say that he's going to be attacking the rim at an aggressive rate, so he's going to try to draw contact, get to the free throw line, he's a pretty good free throw shooter, just let him get to the charity stripe. That's what I'm saying right there. And they can get some production from their bench. And they can have some production from the rest of their backcourt. Then they they could have success in any game. Forget the conference tournament. But that's the recipe to UTEP's success. Offensively, they're so challenged. And when they try to go all through Tay Hardy or all through Zid Powell, it just simply doesn't work. I like how both those guys were more off-ball tonight. David Terrell was more on-ball, creating, facilitating, and directing traffic as a guard. And then you had Otis Frazier just doing all the dirty stuff offensively. The steal and score, I mean, that stuff is so uh, important for this team. And, I mean, for a team who struggles to score, you got to get buckets any way you can. And it felt like Otis Frazier really put a lot on himself, shouldered a lot of the responsibility in this matchup, and did what he needed to do in order for this team to win. And you've seen him try to take that kind of control in in various games and various times. Sure, there may be a couple of slip-ups here and there, but... All of the mistakes are in the midst of him trying to make something happen, trying to make a play. And, and you see it, it's just slightly off or, you know, kind of a just slightly bad timing on that end. But you get excited with the highlights that you see. And for him to 
translate those um, or transfer those steals into some points. Uh, it's been helpful, especially when half court is not is not going as you'd like it to. Might as well do the next best thing, and that's have guys who are extremely athletic attack the cup. And they got a lot of those uh, those buckets at the cup today. They did, they did. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. You know the biggest. Uh, everybody always talks about. Oh, UTEP sometimes misuses their talents. They'll uh, mention guys like Anthony Tark, who just never really was uh, a special player here, like he was everywhere else. It felt like in college hoops, and now is still playing in the G League. Uh, and there's a lot of examples of players who hadn't reached their full potential and played basketball at UTEP. But I got to commend this coaching staff for seeing Otis Frazier for what he was, and that is a diamond in the rough. Who in their right mind would have thought that um, somebody who played two seasons for George Mason never really stepped foot on the floor, and that's a reality. He was buried on that bench those first two years at George Mason when he played over there, averaging under three points a game. Last year, he was seven and a half points per game, and I thought, man, he's a he's a serviceable wing. They can count on him to be a guy, and I like how he has started games to close out that season. That's what I thought about Otis Frazier III last year. This year, not only is he a starter uh, for every game that they have this season, but he also is really impactful. He's averaging 10.7 points per game, so he is um, career best in points. Now, steals is the number that's really eye-popping, Sal. First year, four steals. Second year with George Mason, 10 steals. Last year, 27 steals. This year, 65 steals. It's amazing. He's killing it, Sal. Playing his best basketball. No, I love it because number one uh, steals in the country is kind of UTEP's moniker, so to speak. There's There's been that right? talk all year, and he's a big part of it he's a big reason behind that number and those steals are contagious too we got to see Powell get a steal late in the game we got to see other steals and I think when it comes to what Otis Frazier is doing I know people are looking for the offense and that's always going to be a knock on this team but you can't knock the hustle of Otis Frazier and, and what he's doing for this defense so I love that he's able to be out there more I think that's another thing too you're seeing him in the mix for a lot more crucial and crunch time situations but now it's translating and he's playing with that type of confidence you see it out there last year I, I there was the idea that he could be you know special on defense but this year he's solidifying it he knows it he knows yes. it every time he's out there yeah and he's playing with a lot of confidence and he's a veteran leader on this team no doubt about it hey let's do this let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the back end of that we'll have a short break then we'll come back more minor talk on deck as we continue if you want to weigh in on the program, 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter. And X got more posts to read, uh, got more to react from this game, and plenty more uh, to talk about after UTEP gets their first road win of the season. The Oscar Adietha Agency brings us minor talk each and every edition, and we've got our hot hand of the game presented by Wind Supply El Paso and our player of the game presented by Timothy Cantrell on deck as well. If you want to vote for the minor talk hot hand of the game check us out 600 espn el paso on twitter and x we've got a poll going on right now Derek hamilton tay hardy david terrell jr or zid powell you vote on it we'll name the person that uh, gets the most vote here votes here uh the hot hand of the game let's take a break right here you're listening to minor talk presented by the oscar at the agency here on 600 espn el paso 
Minor Talk is back. We are presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. If you want to weigh in, 915-505-6009. UTEP defeats Jacksonville State, 72-65. They've got Liberty on deck on Saturday. We'll have all the coverage for that matchup as well. Uh, 4.30, countdown to tip-off, and then 5 o'clock tip-off between UTEP and the Flames of Liberty, which, by the way, Esteban just uh, mentioned to us uh, that our competition... Not really competition. Our friends at Fox Sports 1380 uh, actually has the NMSU Liberty game on right now. In fact, in that matchup, uh, Liberty still leads 38-32. I have no doubt in my mind that the Flames are going to hang on and win in this matchup. Now, I want to see what happens between UTEP and obviously, uh, you know, Liberty on Saturday. And I'm curious to see what happens in that matchup. By the way, shout out to the women's basketball team. Uh, UTEP is defeating or uh, beating right now and leading uh, Jacksonville State 45-28, uh, although the Gamecocks have outscored the Miners here 10-4 to in the third quarter alone, 6 to go here in the third. Let's see what the Miners can do up in this matchup by 17 points. Uh, our telephone number once more, 915-505-6009. Uh, this coming in from Joe Chacon, si se puede. Um, this coming in uh, right now from uh, tr- this. This is Joe Chacon again. Oh, man. He's got a ton of hashtags. He said, hi, we won. It's called March Madness for a reason. Leap day. The dance. Why not? Reppin' from Colorado now. Brock is my OG. Adrian is my Brodus. Sal is my pal. The hype is real. Minor football is turning heads in the in the fall. Just saying, Lupitas Tamales in 200 days. Let's go. Journey concert two. Hashtag bye. Oh, man. Uh, Joe Chacon, he's on one tonight, Sal. He's really fired up. And, okay, on that point about the why not us, that's what Joe Golding said to close out his uh, interview with John Teicher, voice in the minors. Why not us? What are your thoughts on that statement right there, Sal? Why not us? Uh, this league has a ton of parity in Conference USA. Miners get hot at the right time. Why not them to go out and win Conference USA? We talk about glass half full, glass half empty, and if you're if you're UTEP, you got to look at the glass half full side. Your defense is going to force turnovers, and you're going to be able to disrupt the flow of the offense. Now, glass half, um, or, or on the other right, other side right, glass half empty is, what are you doing with those turnovers? How efficient exactly. are you in, in you know, uh, translating those turnovers into points? And it, that's kind of where it starts and ends with me. I'm not going to worry about three-point shooting. No, they're not going to make a lot of it, but that's just who they are. You're not going to try and change that identity. you got to be able to stick to what you do best, elevate that, and then complement that by scoring those points. If they could do that, I think they have success. And if you want to force turnovers all game, that's going to bode well, especially in a conference tournament. But other side, which kind of pendulum-wise, I'm kind of more on the empty side. Don't get me wrong. I want to see them be consistent in that uh, in that transition game. Half court, I have no faith in. Let's just be real. I have yeah, zero faith I'm with in the you half on court, that. But you know, when it comes to that defense, if if they can get those points, Adrian, and I can't stress this enough, we could see at least one win in the conference USA tournament. But that's wishful thinking compared to what we've seen all year. 
Yeah, it's wishful thinking, but you're actually right, Sal. I mean, I think that uh, I could see him win at least one uh, of those right there. I definitely do. Um, and, and yeah, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see just where they're seated. I think the seating really matters in the Conference USA tournament right now, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in the 8-9 matchup, you have to play on the Tuesday of the CUSA tournament. I believe it's March 12th. And if that's the Let's case, see. that's an uphill battle right there because if you're UTEP and they're eight, they're uh, right now eighth place uh, as it stands, right behind FI or right in front of FIU, who is ninth, and it looks like FIU could close or lose out to finish the season. They might only have four wins in conference play. If the Miners get one more win under their belt to close out the year could mean that they have six wins they might finish off six and ten the Aggies of New Mexico State right now as it stands they're five and eight I see the Aggies losing tonight losing to Jacksonville State uh, and then they close out the season against Florida International maybe they get a win so what happens Sal if UTEP and New Mexico State are both six and ten I think they go based on the overall record and if that's the case um, the miners might get in that advantage but yeah. if they go by something like net rating New Mexico State might win in that one I'm not sure I think it's too early to say tiebreakers definitively and how that might work out I just did a quick search uh, conference USA basketball tiebreakers in standings and seedings uh nothing nothing is out there right now on yeah. this so um yeah I, I apologize i wish i would have had some kind of a better tiebreaker right there um if they are it could be um it could be something like higher seed. It could be, you know, comparison of overall record against Division One teams. It could be something like net rating. So I'm curious to see what it ends up being when it's all said and done. But the seventh seed would end up playing the three seed. So it, like I was just saying, eighth versus ninth on Tuesday, they would have to play the number one seed on Wednesday. If they win in that number one seed game, they would actually take a break on Thursday, wouldn't have to play that day, get a, a bye, and then they would have to go off to uh they would actually have to go on friday and play the winner out there but again getting way too ahead of myself and um i do think seeding matters i think that they need that seventh seed in order to try to get at least you know uh, a shot at making a run in the cusa tournament that's how i look at it right now because if utep is the third uh, is the seventh seed as it stands right now western kentucky is the third seed so utep would play western kentucky and i think the miners have a chance against the hilltoppers a team that they've split against this season but a team i feel like they match up you know uh, as the season continues I thought oh excuse me a couple weeks ago I was like oh I don't like that matchup UTEP versus Western Kentucky don't like it whatsoever now as the season winds down and it continues maybe I like this matchup a little bit more than I like the matchup of UTEP versus Sam Houston State whom they lost to or UTEP versus La Tech who they dropped both games to this season as well so um, I think if you're UTEP you want that seven seed so you can try to take on somebody like Western Kentucky and have a better chance at a, at a run in the conference tournament. What do you think? I, I think um, possibility-wise and, and whatever percentage chances of, of these things happening, you know, that's that, that could easily take off some of the weight of it. But just kind of looking at the numbers, Adrian, there's a chance that they could be one, two, potentially, if everything goes their way and they win out, maybe a four. 
Wait, UTEP? Or, or maybe a five because uh, Liberty would have that tiebreaker if they go off of overall record. But yeah, Jacksonville State, they're 14 and 14. Minus I see are 13. This. You see what I mean? Yeah, and, I see this. And they're only two That's games crazy. better in, uh, in Conference USA <laughs> standings. So if that, if that overall record um, after the uh, head-to-head is, is a factor in the tiebreaker, then they're out on Liberty. So if that's the case, then nothing better than a five. Five is the absolute best that you could get. So them beating Jacksonville State, as crazy as it sounds, keeps Conference USA in disarray when it comes to the seedings. So, right. And actually, yeah. you know, Liberty could overtake Jacksonville State by sweeping the weekend. Yeah. And then uh, Jacksonville State has a winnable game on Saturday against New Mexico State. The Sam Houston State game between Jacksonville State, that one's going to be a toss-up. I think that'll be a really good one go down to the wire. Uh, and Jacksonville State's actually on the road in that matchup right there. So I think the Bearcats will take that win. They might even secure a top seed if that that's the case and beating the Gamecocks in that matchup but it's interesting to see how this is shaken out you know what I'm wrong uh, let's say six I'm sorry I thought uh middle Tennessee had 14 games but um um they have 15 let me just double check here conference USA games no they're at 13 games so wow okay it's, I stand corrected <laughs> I don't know. This is weird. Either way, it's it's still. I think it's still early to try to piece together seating. I will just reiterate it. UTEP is looking to try to get the seventh seed. I think that's realistic. I think New Mexico State. You could expect them to lose these two games on the road in the FIU game. Who knows? And then if it's head to head between UTEP and and uh, New Mexico State as far as the tiebreaker goes, um, yeah, I think that's the position UTEP wants to get in. And if they're able to somehow beat Liberty on Saturday, it puts them in an even better position to try to get that uh, seventh seed in CUSA. And it might not all matter when it's all said and done. Maybe even UTEP loses in round one. We're so. going to be talking about something completely different. Yeah, they, they could also be bounced out round one, and none of this will even matter. None of this back and forth right here will have made any sense. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter and X. Uh, this is coming in from Joe Chacon. <laughs> uh, 20 days bro not 200 hashtag let's get a drink hashtag El Paso return hashtag I owe Sal one hashtag he is my pal dude Joe Chacon you've been owing this uh, around for years now I think we met a bet in year one so I don't know I think we're way past due man I think we're way past due for that Esteban said I guess no minor talk mashup tomorrow that's exactly right Esteban man Esteban's the the best troll on Twitter and X I just he's a, he's hilarious I love him man and you know what um, I have to say this I think that minor fans right now they don't know how to feel I think it's easier for them to feel and call in when they're mad and compelled by a loss and mm. even though the minors won tonight I think the uh, fan base still holds this team to a higher standard I don't think any what what would have been the call that we would gotten today Sal oh I like this team on Uh, the road but I'm still skeptical on them for the rest of the year that would have been everybody's call tonight right yeah the I think the sentiment would be the same as last week or the week before but if they beat Liberty I'll tell you that if they beat Liberty if they find a way to beat Liberty uh we will have a minor talk mashup on Monday I think another part of it too is it's Jacksonville State and they got True. the best of them here in the Haskins Center. I think it was wire to wire, too. So they're not really surprised that they got it done. They they want to see them be for real, though. It's like, hey, you can do something once, but, you know, even the sun shines on, you, you know, the old saying. So right. 
you got to do it more than more than once. You got to show these people that you can be consistent. You 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 were able to do something you haven't done all year. That's great, but it's not the end of the season. You got to continue to uh to improve. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, as we continue here on the program and we start winding it down, just want to give an update. The Liberty score they're up forty six thirty seven against the Aggies. Aggies are on a scoring rut and Liberty is on an eight zero run over the last two minutes. Also, right now in the women's basketball game, uh, UTEP hanging on to a lead. They're up 49-32 against Jacksonville State at the Don. Uh, this one in the third quarter with two to go in the th- in the third. And uh, Jacksonville State um, still outscoring the Miners here in the second half, but not by much anymore. 14-8 is their advantage. It was uh, a wider margin here in the third quarter, but uh, UTEP was able to cut into that margin uh, here in the third quarter. Um, as we start to wind things down here on the program, and I appreciate everybody chiming in on Twitter and X. We had a great, we had a lot of people chime in there and we had a lot of people vote on our poll right now asking who should be our win supply El Paso hot hand of the game. Uh, this is, you know, let's just rip the bandaid off and do it right now. It's going to be, thanks to the people, Derek Hamilton, who won 57% of the votes tonight. Uh, David Terrell Jr., by the way, right behind him at 30% of the votes, basically. Uh, Derek Hamilton, what a performance tonight, Sal. In this matchup, 12 points in the first half, 6 for 6. He had 3 fouls, 10 minutes of action, and he was puking all day. I mean, the resiliency to even play in this matchup and have a perfect game, a 6 for 6 outing, Man, what, what what more can we say about the big man and Derek Hamilton? Yeah, he's giving um he's giving a lot of positive vibes to those minor fans. I don't think there's been another name we've heard more in terms of needs more minutes. We we've heard it earlier in the year, and that was for Terrell, and he's getting those minutes. But when it comes to uh to what Hamilton has done these last couple of um these last couple of trips for Conference USA. It's been uh, it's been nothing short of um, what's the word I'm thinking of uh, interesting I think is one and also intriguing that that's the main word you want to see more of Hamilton yeah and also he's he's one of their most popular players I will say that yeah. maybe that's another reason why all the voters voted his way people love Derek Hamilton and I think it's it's um, reflective of how this uh, town has seen really good front court play over the years so they appreciate a good front court player when they see it yeah and I, I think the excitement for him and you talk about UTEP fans I'll put it this way they look forward to seeing what Hamilton can do and then getting excited when he does it the same way that they get excited when the miners force a shot clock violation they they get them they that exact same type of um type of pride and, and uh, hype so looking forward to seeing more yeah me too me too uh, let's keep it moving this is uh, Wind Supply El Paso who brings us our hot hand of the game every single time hey you can stay on schedule with Wind Supply El Paso see why home builders across the city will make Wind Supply El Paso their trusted HVAC system supplier if you're looking for one of their champion furnaces one of their master cool ACs check out the find a dealer tab online today Wind Supply El Paso.com. That's the Find a Dealer tab to see who the certified champion elite dealers are here in El Paso. Um, let's keep it moving. Next award here is going to be our player of the game. This is going to go to Otis Frazier III. We couldn't say any, uh, I mean, we talked about Derek Hamilton right now, but Otis Frazier III, how impactful he's been. Seven steals in this game, two blocks, two assists, four rebounds, 24 points in this matchup. And 
and uh, he was playing in 33 minutes of this game. Otis Frazier the third, outstanding performance. Sal, any other things that you want to say about uh, what he was able to do tonight? He was able to uh, instill hope in in terms of the defense and able to be that focus uh, when he was out there. You know, not just demanding but commanding a lot of respect out there, and you got to see it. And he's shown it more than once. We talk about consistency and starting to get into his own when it comes into forcing these turnovers and cashing in. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Otis Frazier third, he is our player of the game. This is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell your home here in El Paso, look no further. Timothy Cantrell, he's got a ton of experience and he is a tr- he is trusted by so many people here in El Paso. In fact, if you're looking to buy or sell your home, you can call Timothy uh, today, 915-204-8441. That's 915-204-8441 for Timothy Cantrell Realtor, uh, who is uh, the presenter of our um, player of the game each time we do minor talk. Well, Sal, time to turn the page. It's Liberty on deck for the Miners. I don't see a victory in this matchup for this team. A victory would propel them uh, to almost lock in that seventh seed, assuming that they could win on senior night against Florida International. But that's another story in itself. Let's see what they could do on Saturday. I don't expect it. I see a loss in this matchup. I, I feel like the Flames, they're just too tough to beat, even though the record would indicate otherwise. They're 16-11, and 11, but 5-7 and seven in conference play, about to be 6-7 seven in CUSA play that would tell you on paper at least this is like a 500 or just a little bit better than a 500 team but when you watch them at least against the minors they're really tough they're a tough out yeah and and there was that that point in the underrate where they just completely obliterated UTEP and took over so you know what you're gonna get when it comes to Liberty guys who are who are basically going to know where your next step is it's just beat me if you can type of basketball that they play and they're really good at it uh, or they look like it at least against the Miners so if it's a similar type of game on the road knowing that the Miners have had their road woes it um, you know it kind of raises some eyebrows yeah I'm with you on that um, you know what who we did not make our uh, wins, you know our player of the game or our hot hand of the game Grub Mart Sal oh. how about the Grub Mart commercials today from Jacksonville I love those local commercials it was great Man, I, I Bucky's who? See more. Conference <laughs> USA tournament needs to be in Jacksonville, Alabama. No, we, we need all year. the local commercials from all these teams. Like, just bring them all out. I love the the Grub Mart commercial. Um, that was awesome. There was like bottomless popcorn, ninety nine cent ice bags, and stuff <laughs> like that. Ten cents off per on per gas. Ga- uh, Man, gallon. yeah, I love it, dude. Grub Mart, Bucky's. Uh, let, I think those two can rival each other. We need some Bucky's commercials. Commercials in the CUSA tournament. We need Grub Mart commercials. Chico's Tacos throw in some spots as well. We could really make it uh, a regional event there if, in, if we do in. something like that. I love it, Sal. NIO, um, where you at? <laughs> um, trolley Dodgers. Oh, my goodness. He's saying that just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in <laughs> on the UTEP basketball team. What do you think, Sal? Are you back in? Uh, I, I'm not back in all the way. I do hold uh, more reserves than I do um, uh, freedom, I guess. 
for yes. this team in terms of uh, being proud to um, to represent. No, I'm joking. No, I, I have more uh, more non faith than I do faith in them. But this was a was a good start. You got to get started somewhere. You um, in the post game, I thought um, Joe Golding was extremely candid, and I think the past games he's been pretty res- uh, you know tight lipped in terms of just saying where the blame or not necessarily blame, but just kind of like what his thoughts are on on what the team is doing or not doing. And you know, I felt like tonight it was it was a relief for this team to actually win this game. Joe Golding saying, "Hey, you've been around me, John. I, I can take the heat." I really enjoy coaching this team um, to see some of the joy in the locker room. I'm happy for this team. It's going to be a fun plane ride. When he went on that last rant and he was just talking about how uh, this team, you know, they're really hoping to build something special. He's talked about it even in losses. He hopes that this team could reap the rewards for all the hard work that they've put in. Maybe that's the case right there that they could at least be, uh, you know, a feisty team. I've, I've used the word frisky before. I'll call them feisty. Maybe they can be a feisty team and a tough out in the CUSA tournament against some of the better opponents. If they do what they did tonight, that's exactly it. And the reason, uh, in my opinion, Golden was was kind of mentioning uh, things in that type of fashion, so to speak, is that this game meant a lot to them. He knew what was on the line. It's it's not the end of the season. I'm not saying this is, um, you know, the Conference USA semis or the Conference USA championship, but they played with a sense of urgency tonight and were able to capitalize. So that's what these games are going to be like these next, um, the, these next what two games that they have in the regular season, and then multiply that by a hundred when you get into the conference USA tournament. So at least, right. at least that sense of urgency to, um, to win and have that mindset to win, um, you know, was, was relevant tonight. Yeah, it was, it really was. Hey, um, we are presented by the Oscar Addy at the agency. I want to give a special thanks to Sal Montes for sticking around. Uh, doing minor talk as always uh, we will be back in action Saturday it's UTEP taking on Liberty and that is on deck coming up on Saturday appreciate everybody who chimed in on our poll Derek Hamilton winning the hot hand of the game and appreciate everybody uh, chiming in with their thoughts on this game on Twitter and X we'll catch your calls on Saturday don't worry Esteban we'll have a minor talk mashup for you Monday so we'll have we'll have a lot of fun but until then I'm Adrian Bratis he's Sal Montes we're signing off and saying so long and thanks for listening into Minor Talk, presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.